Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort? <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. You know what, guys? After last night's game, you know how I'm feeling? What, Andrew? You what? You know how I'm feeling today? But I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. And Taylor? Tishon and the boys in the morning. That, that's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jay? It's Jay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Man, what a morning. Oh, my goodness. Wow, good morning, boys. I still feel like I'm trying to process what a ridiculous win that was. Not me, man. I'm ready to say some absurd things. <laughs> Let's do it. I am. Jay, e- I want you to get obscene about this. <laughs> Let's go. Easil- Graphic. Even. Easily yeah. their best win. Easily their best win. I Maybe in the franchise's history. Maybe in franchise, yes. I'm just saying. It felt, I just thought back to, remember that game in Philly? It was like the Russ PG year. Yeah, yeah. And they just had to like battle to win in Philly. And this team Was that the guy that when Russ got flipped off by the No no no. That was that was, that awesome. was the Oladipo year. That was the first game of the season. First game of the season. Your house, Jay. Well, Outside. Come on over, man. Come on over. Yeah. Come, come on, on over, baby. baby. It so was, I, it was crazy though. It was nuts. And to follow up the Tuesday game. Yeah, where they got just blitzed by the Heat's ugly brand of basketball. I mean, blitzed—they lost by one. I'm saying in the sense of not blitzed, but the way they played defense on Shea was just yeah, yeah, unreal. Yeah, like, they were Spolstra, very good. Listen, I hate watching the Heat. I like Jimmy Butler, but Spolstra just knows how to make things difficult for other teams. Now, I have no doubt yeah. that if they played a five-game series or a seven-game series, like they could adjust to play that better. But, man, it was not even just the – the game was just so boring until the last five minutes. And I thought, man, the Thunder got this packed away, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were up five with, like, less than two minutes left. You're like, yeah, this, this is great. What a great win. On national television, this feels really good. And the whole time you got Grant Hill and Stan Van Gundy just talking about how great this team plays yeah. and how beautiful the basketball is. Yeah. and. Nobody knows how to pronounce Mark Degnault's name, and I think it's Degnog was said. That was out. That was oh, it. Degnog once. Yeah, I love Degnog. But the thing is, with that game, it, I was so Eggnog. hyped because. But That's it was what my like kids call him. it was Mark the Eggnog. it was the B team of TNT. 
Like yeah, that that was the before game was Jamal Crawford and uh, Jamal Crawford was kind of awesome. He is, he's great at it. But it's like I'm thinking, can we get Gilchrist? Right, like Chuck, Chuck and Ernie and Kenny Smith. We did get Shaq, but Shaq is like tries to be an analyst with those guys. Shaq's hairline was on the top of his head. (laughs) It was amazing in that sense, but the quality was just. It was like I almost. I almost would have rather just watched that game on on Bally and just say, "Could we just defer this to a Thursday yeah. game? Could yeah. we? Could it could have been this game? Mm-hmm. Yes, that would have been amazing. But instead, this is what we dealt with. But th- to follow that game up, which you know, even Shay mentioned it after the game is last night, is they felt that game and wanted to really come in and, and show something. So, yeah, on the Heat game though, real quick, the league should find Jimmy Butler and refs. If there's a national TV game like that and a player goes to the line 20 times, yeah, you should be fined. 23 times. 23 times. Fined for playing that way and the refs fined for calling the game that way. Yeah, I don't know if it was... Terrible product. I can't remember who it was on Twitter. It may have been World Wide Wob. But he had mentioned, like... Because at the same time, time that that game's happening, you've got the Jazz... Cavs, where Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell's going back to Utah. Yeah, yeah. Which was ultimately been a really good game from, you know, what I saw. And Yeah, yeah. yeah you, Utah pulled it out. You look at that, and Pull out this strong. is not the game you want. This is not the game that you want to be on the national broadcast is where the refs basically control the entire game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a point, I think it was the second quarter, where it was the longest, maybe it was even the first quarter. One of them, I think the Heat got in the bonus really early and it just drug oh, it was, on it was so forever yeah but that's enough about the heat game y'all already talked a little bit about it on wednesday yeah last night here's what i'm ready to say mm-hmm. this is insane and mm-hmm. I, I i just i own this say it. Own knowing it. the reality that there is a chance mm-hmm. that tonight they go into chicago and they look completely broken mm-hmm. no maybe not but, but maybe. there's a chance. There's, I mean, this team is just true to who I think they are this year. They are five and five in the last ten. They just crossed into a positive uh, point differential. Yeah, fifteenth according to NBA.com. They're fifteenth in net rating. They're nineteenth offensively. They're eleventh defensively. Like they're kind of who we think they are. But here's what I saw yesterday in that game against Philly. Um. Just to kind of process the game, I know anybody that's probably listening to this, if you haven't watched it, you got to find a way to watch as much, not just the highlights, just try to find a condensed version of the game. The Sixers, multiple times, took huge swings at the Thunder. Yeah. Connected. And it looked like they thought that they were just going to push the Thunder over and then they would just win the game. 13-0 run to start the third quarter. Even at the beginning. So first quarter it happened. They even tried to do something there in the fourth quarter. And every single time the Thunder responded. Yeah. Here's what I'm ready to say. We don't know what the finished product is going to be. Say it. For this Thunder team. Say it. We've been waiting for you to say it. I think no, no, it's the build-up, man. This <laughs> yeah, is the drama. Really, you're such a but, preacher. It's but here's the, here's the deal. You ready for the point? <laughs> Let's, let I'm me ready. deliver Who's ready for the it? punch. Let me do it. So I think this team has... A potential that is better than the former Thunder teams. I do not think... Than the Durant teams? 
So this is what I'm saying. I'm, this is what I'm saying. It's absurd. They don't have the top-end talent of Kevin Durant. I don't think, uh, unless Chet comes in and he is that level of guy. There's yeah. nobody on this team. But I think they have put together mm-hmm. and will continue to put together a collection of high-end quality basketball players. Wow. To the yeah. point that they will not have the ultimate ceiling of greatness that the Thunder had in those those you know 2010s runs. But I think watching last night is that we have minimally a decade of beautiful and successful basketball ahead of us. Yeah. You just watched all of these pieces. So it's like, man, Isaiah Joe didn't shoot well from three last night. And we don't know. We've talked numerous times every podcast. We don't know if Joe's long for this team. But yeah. you even watch him play, and you're like, they just play so well together mm-hmm. that everybody contributed last night. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only minus in what I watched, and I'm not trying to you know, heap even more on this guy, basically looked completely out of rhythm with the yeah. rest of the team. They yeah. move the ball beautifully. Yeah, They have a superstar. First time All Star probably this year, more than likely. Shea Gilgis. One hundred percent. Don't even don't yeah. even hold back on that. Yeah. He's going to be an All Star. They've got an All Star going to happen. All NBA. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. got, but they just play a brand of basketball that I actually think gives them the likelihood that they will actually have a longer, higher level of success than even some of those Durant teams. Yeah, just because, and part of that is I also to that. be fair, is those Durant teams they were just plagued by injuries one year and obviously the def- when Katie left and but they just yeah. have will have a depth of roster where you're not going to have the Karan Butlers and the Derek Fishers playing minutes yeah they have so they have so many picks ahead of them like their true like blue chip picks are still ahead of them and they have this and like they're winning without having a true big man I mean they're playing a second round pick against Joel Embiid as their and he big was, and Jay Will was awesome last night huge credit to Jay Will Credit to his smile, credit to him. But what I watched last night, the way they defend as a team, yeah, is unbelievable. This mm-hmm. this roster has no business being a top half of the league defense. No and business. I was watching them last night. There was a play where Embiid had four guys because they play kind of a in different spots. They play like a, I mean, a zone as much as the NBA can play a zone. Zone and help. And they are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And everybody that plays contributes on that end. Without You have to. You don't get to play without doing it. You have it. to. And it's, it's, it, it really is something. But that, you watch, I just, I'm, I'm, it's a beautiful brand of basketball. Agreed. Which that's where it really differentiates from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I mentioned, with KD, there's nobody on this team, I'll say it, there's nobody on this team that will hit the level of KD. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is probably nobody. There might not be anybody in the league. I mean, Luca maybe could hit it, but like Kevin Durant, like I don't know that people. He is a once in a yes generation player. Yeah, but the way that Sam is building this roster and the way that this team is buying in at this point is, I can just projecting their trajectory over the next decade. And I'm like, Thunder fans, if you are not paying attention, the the early returns on this rebuild and investment should make you elated mm-hmm. for the next 10 years of basketball yeah. in the city. Yeah, I know Twitter and national media will make you think that the Thunder's been eating a poop sandwich for five years. 
But it really but that's has turned. That's turned. It really even. has only been like two years. It's only been two years of just horrific basketball. During stretches, there were even good times. Yeah. Last season. Hey, there's good times here and there. Here and there, great times. But yeah, it's it's gone really fast. I think people will be shocked at how good the Thunder are next year. Yeah. I think you can I mean you might be able to bank like 45, 48 wins next year. I, I with, think it's with, gonna be so much like when Embiid finally played for the Sixers, when Blake Griffin finally played for the Clippers. Yeah. And just adding those two players, boom. Yeah. And adding, I mean, you have Shea, and I have no doubt Shea will get better next year, too, just because he always defies expectations. Like, like what would that be? Just year. a I better. Think sh- I think shooting more threes. Yeah, better than 48, 48, 10, and 12. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> He's, he's unreal. He's yeah. he's like, so good. Unbelievable how good he is. 37, 8, and 6 last night. Yeah. Two blocks. Both were on Embiid, I believe. I mean, he's... in that been, steal on Embiid in the fourth quarter. Dude. He's been so good. And then... And he's playing really well defensively, too. That's what yeah, I'm saying. He's There's contributing. Not, and that's yes. part of... It. I get it. I'm probably skewing the way I I get your point, though. I feel like what you're saying is... Uh, there is some amount of reasonableness to it. I think if you look at the roster building, it's it's going to feel more Warriors esque or Spurs esque than the past Thunder mm-hmm. teams, in the sense that you're going to have everybody buying in at every single level of the game. Yeah, and more complete role players surrounding your stars than the th- than those Thunder teams. No, and what's sure. wild is that I think that we'd feel this way if this were the if like this was just the team. Like, if this was just the team, I think we'd still feel like, oh, my gosh, look where they're going. But, like, they get to add the number two pick to this team next year in it's, Chet. It's, yes, it does still feel obvious this year, like, they need another one. You know what I'm saying? They need another I, guy. Yeah, I just, like, see if, like, you can remove it from your brain. Like, well, watching last night's game, hmm. that they that Chet just doesn't even exist. I think you'd still feel really – like, if, if Jalen Williams – J Dub was the only was is what they got from the draft. Yeah, and he's been the third best rookie. I think you'd f- still feel like, oh my gosh, what a great pick, what a great job they did. But you also get to add Chet. And you, I mean, and Jang too. Like we don't know what Jang is going to be. He may not contribute next year, but he's still this six eleven, like ball handling passer. He shot was starting to shoot the ball really well until he broke his wrist. You're like, oh my gosh. What can this guy be? There's just a a lot to See, be excited about. Poku coming back. Hey, Poku's coming back. There's a lot to be excited about with this team. And they'll pick somebody in the top half of the draft in this next year. And then they have four first-rounders in the next draft. They have four. That could be anywhere from like six to one twenty five. Uh one to twenty five. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess their own pick could be one. It could happen. It could happen. When the Bulls got Derrick Rose. You just don't know. This year this year could be number one. Could be. Can you imagine? Oh my god. I, I can't even go there. My... Can't even go there. But I'd lose myself, lose my family, lose my job. <laughs> I'd go insane. <laughs> There's just so much to add to this team moving forward. Like, there's just so many assets left 
that even if like even if this were the team, I think you'd feel good about it. But like this isn't the team. They're gonna add a unicorn center to this roster next year. They're gonna add another lottery pick likely to this team next year. They're gonna add I mean they can start using their picks in the draft. Maybe they add two lottery picks and then they cut somebody. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And we didn't think they'd come up with three lottery picks last year. Yeah. Like they have the ability to do something like that again in this draft if they really like two guys. And they really liked Jang and they really like J Dub. They're like, we'll just take them both. Mm-hmm. The Knicks wanted to move the pick. Great. We'll take both of the guys that we really like. They could do that again. This, I. It's coming together faster than I thought it would. And the way it's obviously like Sam and his people have done a crazy job. But the job that Mark and his staff have done too is like, oh, wow. You look at all the other young teams in the league, and they're a mess. All of them. They're all a mess. Specifically Houston F. Houston. Houston, Detroit, an absolute mess. Mm Mm-hmm. And Detroit's a year ahead of us in their rebuild, and they're an absolute disaster. I have a question about the team behind Degnault. So the analytics team that's been that Mark has been talking about mm-hmm. seems a little bit more than he did, unless I was just missing it. Is this a is this like a, the same group of analytics guys that have been on the team for a long the guy time? That he, or is this the guy that he mentioned the other day is really young, so I don't. Okay. I mean, no. It's kind of a newer thing. I mean, they've turned over most of their staff. Really? I mean, there's not like a lot of like holdovers from yeah. past eras. But I assumed I I didn't know like so an analytical team behind an NBA team. I don't know if that's more aligned with management or coaching staff. I don't know? know. I I don't know. I'm not privy to that information. I think that. Uh, well, you can ask about it. Okay. I'll ask about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just, I, I was watching that, like, I was watching J-Dub play, especially in the first quarter. I mean, he is, by himself, if you had him in Washington. Yeah. If you had him in insert team, the hype around him, which is already there. San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio, San Antonio could have had him. Like, how how much better about their rebuild would you feel already if he was like leading them? Because if he's playing point guard, which he would, they just let him just take the reins of the mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be averaging like eighteen five and five for them. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, he just especially last night. I don't know what he ended up shooting from the three point line, but he shot a few of them with incredible confidence three. early on. Yeah, so two of three. Not normal for him. I get it. This was an abnormal game, and I know that's why I'm probably jumping to some ridiculous conclusions, but I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. just am thrilled with the way they play. And that's all Coach yeah. Degnault. That's all their team. That's But it's also the construction of the rosters. They have a high value for personalities that work together. Yeah. And that was one of the things. Like I'm not trying to harp on anything, but you had some big personalities. Like Russ was a challenge as much as we love him. He's beloved. He's the best. What a blah, blah, blah. I got all of those things. Don't come at me, please. He was also a challenging 
at superstar J, at, at J Ralph Smith yeah. on Twitter. It's J Y letter J J A Y. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like he was challenging. He was challenging to build a roster around. He was challenging in the sense of yeah. his effort on both ends of he the was, court. Yeah, continuously. the entire like, organization was exhausted by the end of it. As were all the fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting to defend him night after night yeah. Yeah. to everybody on Twitter. No, you guys just don't understand. Like, Even like that, the MVP year, it was like, no, he is. He's a real MVP. Yeah. He's we, actually an MVP. We still have to argue that today. And it's just, yeah. it's exhausting. And you don't. And But this team, though, what's great about this team? You don't have to defend them. The praise just like, it just... It just flows in. And that was one of the changes for me as I was like, I, I felt that way about this team. Yeah. And then to hear the TNT broadcasters, which I know they're not watching the Thunder with regularity. Yeah. But they are, they they film study before the game. Mm-hmm. They watch what they play. And there's obviously stuff that comes up regularly in the room. Yeah. Where they're like, Man, this team really passes the ball well. They play a beautiful brand of basketball. Those are things Stan Van Gundy says. You yeah. know, which he's easily critical of majority of things that the modern NBA does. But yeah, no doubt. But um, Stan Van actually does his research before games, you know, which is very different than his brother. His brother, I feel like Jeff watches the games that he's at. Yeah. And Stan Van like really puts in the effort. He's you can bas- tell he's a basketball every freak, man. And I know oh, like, he's an absolute freak. Like even as I'm, I keep making these caveats cuz I know that we probably would have said the same things in 2012 about the future of the Thunder with Harden, Russ, KD. I get it, dude. The yeah. top end on those teams was unlike anything we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but I like the fullness of the way they're building this roster. Like 5, 6, 7 guys deep. There's an encouragement in the way they play. I love. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the brand of basketball they play allows everyone to have success, and that was not the case with the former team. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. That's exactly what is I'm that people like you. everybody on the team is going to have a chance to to be like the full version of themselves. Where it was like the other teams are like Russ and KD were such like powerhouses yeah. that like. They were going to win you games no matter what. Like they're going to drag you to 50 wins just because they're future Hall of Famers, top yeah. 25 players of all time type of crap. And we may not have that with this team. We may have it with Shea, honestly. Like Shea's going to keep getting better. Like Shea is, I think Shea is the level of a Russell Westbrook player. Yeah. Like going to have a chance to win an MVP, going to be all NBA, going to do all of that. But he plays a more sustainable brand of basketball that could carry him through a much a much longer career that doesn't have such a steep fall off just because of the way he plays. Right. And that doesn't mean that he's going to have a better career than Russ. Like Russ had a, has had a ridiculous career and is still going and still like playing well for the Lakers. Like he's not, the, I thought for a, last year, I did think he was the problem on the Lakers this year. He's definitely I think not. he was the problem on the Lakers last year. Yeah, he was, yeah. but this year he's not, yeah. he's adapting and like good for him. No one could have predicted mm-hmm. such a thing to happen. So congrats to Russ. But I think that SGA can be that kind of player and carry it through his career. And we've seen, like, those Rockets teams with Chris Paul, if the Warriors didn't exist, they probably win, they probably win the title. Yeah. And, like, that's the kind of team that they can be, plus having mega assets. And, like, Josh, Josh Giddy too, is going to get overshadowed in a lot of conversations. That guy is really good. He's gotten so much better this year. Yeah. The shooting He's gotten so much better in the last everywhere. three weeks. 
Yeah, he like post Christmas, he is a different player, and that's what yeah. that's what has for me. It's what's changed. Yeah, watching Shea and Giddy play seamlessly together. Yeah, it hasn't felt clunky in a long time. No, and watching all, them play. and it's all on Josh because Shea hasn't really changed. No, he, Shea, Shea is like uh, still the unselfish. He's always been unselfish. Yes, but I've, there's been moments where he's like, "You're right, you're right." But I've seen these moments where they are running a two-man game Yeah, that I didn't at least see, probably because of Josh's clunkiness I don't, on figuring I, out I how to I think that Josh is figuring out how to like play off of him. And he, I think he has started I, to like really figure it out. Josh will never be a plus on-ball defender. Like I watched him, I think it was Shake Milton last night, or it was... Does yeah. Anthony Milton play for them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm watching these guys, and Josh, when he tries, and he's... But effort... In spades, man. That dude will try. Is that even a phrase? That am I three hundred uh, years old? I understand what you're okay. saying. Yeah, he tries so hard. And when you're playing team defense, that's where that his mean? intelligence gives you the space to. Like he's a great front court defender. Yeah, and a team defensive scheme. He's super strong. He's yeah. super smart and rebounds like crazy. Great rebound. Like there's one. You know, you watch. Uh, I guess it was, was it Montrez Harrell maybe. But you're watching this, and they're basically playing, like, tip the ball, tip the ball, tip the ball. And yeah. Josh just consistent. He can compete with almost – now, nobody's going to compete with Embiid. They yeah. did. He's a monster. But he's a monster. Yeah. And nobody's going to compete with Jokic. But once you get out of that, like, you're not super intimidated. No. Oh, with, that's the thing. Josh is not intimidated by anybody. Like, he, no, I even at was, the end of the game last night, he put it away. Yeah. Who was it that he had to get by in the lane? He had to cross up Harden, not that hard. Gets by Harden, and Bede's down there, and Bede didn't really put up any effort. Harden either. was so bad last night, guys. Yeah, Harden was terrible. But he was Josh, in the torture chamber. He he had 24 and 6 and 15. That's great. He's, that was maybe the worst defender I've seen all season last yeah, night. Yeah, that was really bad. And, like, even for Harden, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the game, too, like... Okay, they start to make a run with just feed and beat, right? Yeah. That starts to work. And it's like, it feels like, okay, this is what they're going to do. They're going to get it close, and it's going to be a really close game, and Sixers are probably going to pull this out just because yeah. of Embiid. And Harden does, like, nothing during that time. Like, nothing to help at all. Yeah. In fact, makes it worse. Classic Harden. Yeah. Yeah. That is classic. That's why he's ready to go back to Houston. That's right. And he is perfectly let's send, let's fitted go. for this way please that go. Houston's building their please life. Please go. Please, please, please. Um, but the luxury that they have when Shea goes off the court and Giddy stays, and Giddy's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to control the offense. I'm going to get to the bucket. I'm going to use my floater. I'm going to use my runner. And I'm going to find guys. It's yeah. like he... He started out a little rough last night, but finished really well, getting to the basket. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that he... I mean, we know. One of the knocks against him. He's not a great athlete. No. Although he's actually kind of good, just in a different way. He just doesn't have burst. He's not fast. He's not... Right. Get, but he's been able to get by, like, good defenses and finishes the at the rim. He, and, he gets the bucket a lot. You know, I don't know. I, I was super impressed with Giddy, and that's... I Probably the reason I'm so hyped is because what you see in Giddy and what you see in J-Dub... Yeah. It's just, and I thought Trey Mann was really good last night, Trey's, too. Yeah, Trey's great. Um, he played and great. he's just playing with confidence. That's what I'm seeing in him that just changes yeah. the whole dynamic. Like When he gets to his step back, when he's like, all right, I'm going to cook this guy. Like when he cooked James Harden, he was like, all right, 
He's like, let's go. Cook James Harden with James Harden's moves was awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, that's that's what you want to see. Like, I still, I don't know that if Trey makes it or not, but these flashes, like, okay, this is what it is. Like, he could be the sixth man on this team. Man on this team. Um, man. And that's the that's the vision. It's like he comes off the bench, gives you 14, you know, averages like 12 to 14 points a night, just coming off the bench, just cooking guys. And then maybe he closes, maybe he doesn't. Like, that's the vision with him. And if he, if he gets there, great. If not, like, they're not counting on him right. to be something. He feels kind of Jordan Clarkson-esque to me. Like, yeah. as his top line kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's the thought. That's the thought, is that he could be somebody like that. <laughs> you remember the Jordan? This came across my timeline. I don't know why. When Jordan, when somebody, when a news station interviewed Jordan Clarkson outside of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> asking, how, do you, how do you spell your name? J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Have you been to any jazz games this year? He's like, yeah, I've been to a lot. That was really funny. Have you also seen that interview of the guy who walks up to some random British old guy on the street yeah. and he's asking him about? Do you like, remember this game, this match where this you know England won this? And he's yeah, like, yeah, back in goal- like the sixties or something. Yeah, and he was like, "What? It was the goalkeeper <laughs> from that game." <laughs> he's asking some random old guy about. Unreal. That's so funny. Um, the yeah. universe, you know, the what world. A, what a wild universe what we a, live in. What a place, man. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, credit to Giddy, he he's shooting sixty four percent from zero to three feet this season. You know what J Dub is shooting from zero to three feet this season? Like eighty percent, eighty one, seventy four percent. Ah, dang, that's worse, dude. What's Dort? Oh, you fifty one. Oh, wow, are you trying to drag down this conversation? Fifty three percent. The only person that's worse from zero to three feet. That's worse than Dort. Yeah, I saw it. Who is it? Lindy Waters. Well, Lindy, but Lindy's like <laughs> taking like two. <laughs> like wouldn't have even thought. I think of... he's taking taking three shots and missed two of them. Yeah, bays, like, bays, oh, bays, pile on bays time. Let's go into the pile on Darius Baisley segment of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have to do that. I, um, I was th- I was thinking about bays last night. There were times where I was watching the game and I literally was like, who is that? <laughs> like, I'm not joking. That happened several times and it was Darius Baisley every time. There was really? a moment. Yeah. There was a moment in the third quarter, like 640 or 540 left in the third quarter. Yeah. And Bays got on the floor. And I don't know if, how many of y'all have watched this or noticed this, but Philly went to a zone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they do, if Kenrich is on the floor, Kenrich plays high post. Yeah. And he can knock down that kind of mid-range oh, shot yeah. with mm-hmm. yeah. pretty high accuracy. God, he feels like he's 36 years old. I love I know. I love Kenrich Williams. 50% from the mid-range. If Kenrich is on those teams that I'm talking about. He's yeah. going to be. No, no, no. I'm saying on those teams from the 2010s through 20s. You know, like those teams needed that guy. Yeah. Like he's what you wanted. Never mind. I'll leave that for another. Yeah. I'm, I should, I'm, again, high, like, I'm high on this team. So, Here's, yeah. But all I was going to say, there's a moment, 540, I think, in the third quarter. Kenrich moves to the high post, and then Baisley literally cuts to the exact same spot he was in <laughs> and stands next to Kenrich at the high post, yeah. which against his own, it was like, and turnover. Yeah. 
I was like, ah, oh, dude, he, it's like almost he didn't know. And so I started thinking to myself, like, I don't know if there is a trade partner. It was that moment. After that play, you're like, I'm just watching him. I'm like, I think the Bays is going to have to take a step to figure out what's the next. And I, man, I'm really like, he's a, he's a, maybe a, I don't, I don't want to, he's 23 or whatever. I, there's all sorts of things that caveat this, but in the end, I'm like, he may be a guy that ends up in Europe or China. Like in the next year. It's very possible. It's very possible. I, I feel like the trade that they'll make with Baisley is, you call Phoenix and you're and Michele and I have talked about this. It's like, hey, Baisley for Sharich, who's expiring, and give us a pick to take on the extra five million. And like the trade isn't for them to get Baisley, it's to get off the Sharich right. money and like you give us a second rounder, like a real second rounder to take on the extra five million. And uh, it's you know what? You don't even need the pick. We'll just take on the five million. No, they need the pick. That's uh-huh. but that's what that's it's okay. The, that's the payment. If they're like, no, them. I'm not going to give you the second round pick. You're like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, that's the payment. I like uh, but it. like, but I like it. But that's how you get the pick for Baisley. Yeah. It's not that you're getting a pick for Baisley. It's that you're getting a pick because you're swapping a lesser salary for a bigger salary. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you get it. Anyways, all right. I love it. I think it's a really interesting trade, and we'd have a party. And also, like, Sharich theoretically would actually fit with this group really yeah, well. That's so true. And he's pretty young, right? Uh, I, I mean, I think he's he's got to be kind of young, right? I'm going to say 30. Let's find out. I'm going to say 30. 30? Yeah. Oh, I don't think he's that old. Yeah, 28. He's Kenrich's age. Oh. Yeah. I think Dario... It'd be great. He'd be on another big time rebuild team. Hey, he's hey, pretty good with I, that one, though. I'm just gonna. He's the, pretty good. I, you can't call this a rebuilding team anymore. What are you calling it? I think it's a. It's a. I don't know. I don't have anything really good. I just don't think it's a rebuild. Because <laughs> a rebuild takes that tear down, you know. And I think they're done with the tear down. Yeah. I think they're at the place where they're adding assets at this point. Climbers. They're climbers. So it's. Why is it's that not a rebuild? Than- it's a building it's a building so it's It's a building they are a building (laughs) welcome to the the, the thunder because a rebuild we are a building this team is a building dude i think we need to make sure it's to say we are a building (laughs) thunder up we are a building Ooh, that's pretty good Mm -hmm. see you know what i was talking about i don't anyway i don't know anything else going on you want to talk about what else uh you want to go to some twitter questions right after this quick break yes All right, let's do that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back after that quick break. It's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. Now let's get down to it. Uh, just to address the L-Man question that we get like a thousand times a week. Shout out to L-Man. Uh, he's just decided not to come on the pod anymore. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the end. We have an, is, he has an open invite back. If he wants to be on the pod, he can be. We didn't kick him off. He said he wanted a break. And if you want him back... You, At Suke Levens you, on Twitter. You just blow him up. Because we yeah. miss him, man. It's, yeah, we, we asked him to we come need back. Him. Every week we ask him to come back. Currently yep. he's in Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> I would also be in Cabo though instead of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Our first real Twitter question comes There is a from... Twitter question about Luke. I know. Oh, okay. You just didn't give a shout out to who it was. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry for annoying you. At Eric Holm. Seriously, Jay. Shout out at Eric Holm. At Eric asking. Holm and at everyone. A hundred people. Yep. But uh, he's gone. R.I.P. Luke. Um, at Zach Deeg, outside of a Baisley trade, what do you think the odds of Pressy that Pressy makes a move at the deadline? It's got really sad. Uh, none. Well, he's dead. I'd be surprised. Maybe like some like like pick trickery or something like they did with the Miami deal last year, where mm-hmm. 
they loosen up the restrictions yeah, on that so that somebody else can make a move. Yeah. I think that's probably real. I, I really do believe that Sam is going to utilize 24, 24's draft assets to get the guy he wants in the top 10 within reason. Like, you can't trade Houston's pick and your pick and get Vic, but yeah, could you get that'd be cool? Could you get anywhere between four to eight if they don't land where they want to? I think they're going to use their assets to move up because you can't get four guys next year. Yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be some pick trickery, and it's going to be another one of those trades where it takes us a full 36 hours to understand why. Why did why would they even do that? Yeah, it's going to be yeah, it'll be a. Uh very confusing trade to begin with yeah and then later we'll realize how cool it was right and then we'll talk about it tankathon moved brandon miller to three yeah there's some hype around brandon miller he's played really well lately but that's that's aggressive i would say that's really aggressive that doesn't sound like the the right name either brandon miller that's just not someone that's gonna make it that far i kind of feel the (laughs) McKelly and Andrew, I think, are both pretty hyped on Brandon Miller. Like being a McKelly th- more than me, the Thunder guy. McKelly more than me. Jay, I really appreciated me uh, less on Brandon Miller. I really appreciated your text yesterday. You had a really thoughtful, well written out text that you took a long time to to construct. And McKelly's only response was, "Get Miller, get Miller, <laughs> get Miller." That was the response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I basically asked the question, and it's actually there's kind of a question. That's a Twitter question. But if you, who would be the person? So if the Thunder lands six to eight and to get to four to get whoever it is, what are the assets you'd be willing to give up out of the picks? So next year they have a top four protected Houston pick, a top 10 protected Jazz pick. Yeah. They have the Clippers unprotected and then their own pick. Uh huh. All in the fourth, in the top, in the uh-huh. first round. I'm assuming, I'm actually betting that all four of those will, I mean, I think the Jazz and the, Rockets probably convey. It's like I mean, it's it's likely. I mean, the jazz. I mean, it's the just jazz depends is a on what the jazz do. I think they could be in the six, five, somewhere range. Yeah, they could be in the ninth pick if they continue to trend the way they are. But yeah. then again, like you can see, kind of some ways that they'll stay relevant. But yeah. anyway, I asked which one of those would you be willing to part with to move from seven to four? I think. Just, I think the Jazz pick, just because of the protections, I think that would be like the first one that I would be willing to trade, and then probably the Clippers pick. Just the Rockets one's real hard to give the up. The Rockets, Rockets one is tough. Even the Thunder's own, like they're not guaranteed to like be in the playoffs next year. So it's like I don't know that you want to really give up that one either. But the Jazz pick, like maybe the Jazz pick somebody good and they just take off like who knows what they could be because i think they'd like to win relatively soon and they also have they're like the thunder that they have all these picks out in front of them that they can use to like bring in guys so who knows with them but yeah that would be one that i'd be willing to to give up for sure if if it's the right guy but if you're picking at five or four Anyways, like you get lucky and you jump from like seven to four, then it's like you just stay and you just pick whoever. You know, we thought, you know, two years ago that they would jump up from six to wherever and just use a boatload of picks to get there. Buttload or boatload? Boat. Oh. Or I think both would work. You actually. have to have a willing partner at the second one. Yes. I mean, that, that's I, think, I mean, I think they wanted to get they like wanted Mobley. Mobley. For sure. Yeah. 
Giddy's looking pretty good, though. I mean, pretty. if you really ranked him the way that Hollinger poorly did. Yeah. Tune in to last week's show if you want to know how we feel about that. Yeah. Buttload. That so, Hollinger article? Buttload. Just a buttload. Of, <laughs> buttload of this. But yeah, I, I think I'd be willing to give up one of those, like that jazz pick, to move up from like eight to six or something like that just to get the right guy. Whether it's like Asar Thompson or whoever. Brandon Miller. If the Thunder liked Brandon Miller, I'd feel great. Or if the Thunder liked Grady Dick, I'd feel great. Because like both those Grady guys, Dick, that's a name that's gonna make it pretty far. Those guys can, those guys can really shoot it. And so, if you bring in a guy that you feel like good about his trajectory, and he can really shoot, like yeah, take take those guys. Like the that, those feel like a finishing piece to a starting lineup. You know, if if they feel good about them, like Brandon Miller, probably better as a defender. I mean, definitely better as a defender than Grady. But I don't know. It's exciting. Mm. It's exciting to think about. Very even, exciting. Even if you're not picking one or two, then obviously if like you jumped up there, like you'd I'd just pass out. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh all right. At I think this is kind of the same question. At plus B ball. Say we get the fourth pick in the lottery and the team at two is willing to trade the pick. What do you what do you give up to get to two? And do you trade stuff to get to two? I think there's like a there's like a debate about like like a Min Thompson might be there at four. At four. It's possible that like whoever's picking there doesn't like doesn't like the fit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you stay anyways. But if like if you felt like Scoot Henderson was like, how many guys are in this draft at this point? Would you say? What do you mean? I know that there's sixty guys in the draft. Sixty total yeah. picks. Yeah. So how like many? Fifties. <laughs> but like, how deep is this draft? You know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah. it seven guys? Well, it's like you have the top two, and then it's like the group is like pretty big. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Miller. The Thompson twins. I think the Cam Whitmore's in that group. I would include Keontae George in that group too. I think that he's going to be really good. Anthony Black. Um, and then it's like, where do you put Grady Dick and Jarris Walker and Nick Smith? But it's it's probably like another five guys mm-hmm. at okay. least. And there will be guys that we miss on. And there will be guys within that five that stink, you know. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how the draft works. But, like, it's – I would say I would feel pretty good if I'm in the top eight. Yeah. I'd still want to stay out of the how danger many, zone. Taylor, how many guys are in the draft? 60. 60 this year. And there's going to be some guys that uh, go undrafted, but they will get signed. So True. That's usually what True. happens, Jay. True. <laughs> So but no. that's I'll, the same as other years too. I think. Almost. I think last year. year it was like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like Anthony Black quite a bit. He just can't shoot. Which is, well, I don't like that. I know, but he's like a Thunder player. It, is that the Thunder player though anymore? Like what Jay was saying, I feel like 
Thunder player, it's different now. He's six seven. Yeah. He's a point guard. Yeah. Can really pass. Great defender. Knows how to, just as like a basketball player. Can it's like he can it's not like he can't score. Like he can definitely score. So he's giddy. He's like he's definitely a lot like Josh Giddy. He's a lot like J Dub. He's got cool hair. I like it. He's definitely we, a Thunder guy. We could use more six seven guys with cool hair. Yeah. And if he can ever figure out just like a corner three, which I think he could, it's just gonna, it's going to take some work. But I'm a fan. I think he's awesome. Uh, okay, at Puke Co Jam, mm-hmm. given that we are likely to be back half of the lottery, how good would a nine ten playing game against the Clippers be for this squad? Um, I think good. But- how good? I'd be into it. If it happens, I'm super into it. What if they just get pummeled by the Clippers? I mean, there's a chance. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think they would. If the Clippers are fully their team. What if they beat the Clippers? I and don't. then they and then you know what they have? They have the pick swap with the Clippers this year. Oh my God. And then the Thunder make if the Thunder somehow made the playoffs after winning the second game. God, that feels and then, like that and then feels you, like and then a you possible s- reality. And then you swap. With the Clippers to get the 14th or the, I don't know what it would be, whatever it would be. Because it happened last year. It was bird night, remember? Whenever the Pelicans beat the Clippers and got into the playoffs. And that's when we got the 12th pick. That's when the pick jumped up. Because otherwise it would have been 14 or 15. It would have been 15. I remember that. We could have bird night. We could have our own bird night, but it would be thunder night. It would be weather night. Oh, that's your worst nightmare, though. Well, if it was like weather night followed by a dream night. You'd hate that. You hate those two nights. Weather dream night. You know how to dream about the weather? weather? About a storm? No. You know how to dream about Please don't talk about that. Please don't talk about that. So <coughs> there is value in that. I don't see it necessarily. I think the learning experience that they would have just over the year would be enough because they're going to have plenty of opportunities. And I think next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still am like, please just like try to get in the top eight. Just like try. I don't. I don't think you even have to try. I think that you look at the way this team's going to finish. Is they're going to finish down there because there's nobody that is just cratering halfway through the season except for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But if they would have had Lamelo for, I mean, the first thirty games or whatever, like they they're they're even a different story. Yeah, like they've won some games they shouldn't have in the last few weeks. Houston's terrible. Detroit's terrible. Yeah, Orlando's getting better. Like Spurs stink. I do wonder if there is anybody that pulls any sort of lever in the next. I mean, you still got a lot of games that you can lose. If the, you like the Wizards won't. The Wizards want to be mediocre. Um, I think the Bulls want to be good. The Thunder have a better record than the Bulls today, but I think the Bulls don't they play tonight. Don't want to be that. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll no, they can't it. because their pick goes to Orlando. Unless it's what top three, top four. So like they have like there's some incentive there, but like there's a lot of incentive I don't, for them to be. I don't good, think though. they do it though. I don't. I would be surprised if they do it. Hey, and your like, hair to, looks great today. Like Toronto. I know. Did you like get up and do work? Do it? No, I did not. Really? Well, whatever you did, do it every day. I was just sleeping. Looks great. Man, when I wake up, my hair does not look good. Thank you guys. You're welcome. Looks good. Um, Jay, sometimes when your beard gets too long and you wake up, is it like 
Oh yeah, sticking. I out. have like real like wiry kind of beard too. Yeah, I kind of do too. Actually, mm-hmm. I have to like uh, kind of smash it down. I need to probably do some more work on my beard. I saw. Let's a, do it together. I saw an article this week that said that the reason that men grew beards uh-huh. is because it actually softens the impact of a punch. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. What? Yep. It's not enough. Somebody did like a whole thing where they're like, "All right, beard, like thick beards." Reduce yeah. the impact of a punch by X percent. Wow. 4%. 45%. percent 45%? I don't know. Let me punch you. 70%. I don't have enough Shave beard. one side of your face. Come back <laughs> yeah. next week. There's only one way to settle this. You're getting punched one next week. Tune in to our uh, YouTube. This is a great... I'm going to get punched. Great reason to subscribe to our Live. YouTube channel. Jay's going to punch me as hard as he can. <laughs> can you imagine if he did? Oh my god! If Jay punched me and you got me like right, I would uh, call nine one one before it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, you guys, just go ahead and head out here. Yeah, you guys. There's a there's about to be something that happens that's like, going to be bad. I'm not moving, and Jay can aim. It's going to be real just bad. One shot. Dude, it's scary looking at those big mitts. Yeah, it's already like pre arthritic, but yeah, it works, man. You know what though? If you get arthritis and your knuckles start like swelling up and get really big, you know, turn into Doomsday from <laughs> Superman. Sure, that's a Luke you really need Luke here. I know at so Ali Karamazov. That's, Got it. That's it. If if you had to leave a child with a thunder player for the afternoon. Who inspires the most trust? Jay Will. Who would be all fun, no rules, and never again babysitter? Kenrich is the guy I trust. Yeah, Kenrich has Without a family a doubt. too. He's, He's got, got a daughter. Yeah. He's, I've, it's, yeah. He would it, kill it. It's without a doubt. Like, yeah. I would trust him. That's for so sure. Who is the, who is the, the fun one? The craziest one. I think Giddy would take your kid and just go get like candy and take him to the trampoline park and do all that stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like Giddy would call and call and hire a nanny. You think? Yeah. Huh. That sucks. <laughs> J Dub is somebody that you're probably right. Like as far as the fun one, yeah, you're gonna play a lot of video games at J Dub's house. I'm assuming. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's a lot of Sour Patch Kids. Maybe a game of D and D. Yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe it would be J Dub. That'd be the one that like uh, like I feel like J B J Dub. Like J Will, <laughs> J Will would probably be a good responsible one too. Where you're like, oh, man, he probably your kid's gonna leave J Will and feel so loved. Yeah, without a doubt, he was he was so nice to my kids that the day that the rookie signed, my my kids got to like hang out in like the area or whatever, and he was. He like was so kind. He seems like, so genuinely he seems kind. that way. Like yeah, just smile. Just add more milk. Who would you <laughs> never leave your kids with? I mean, do we have to? Is this Mark Dagnalt? Yeah, Basil. This just this is the basic. Basil would be like, yeah, I'm going over to Antonio Brown's house to <laughs> to rap. Your kid can come with me. And you're like, no! <laughs> no, no. Are you insane? <laughs> Does Mark Dignall have kids? Yes. Okay. Half kids? Half He's kids. Half kids. Half of them. No, he has a kid. Yeah. It's still, you want to talk about like a, every time I watch the Thunder play, just shock is the fact that Mark Dignall is younger than me. 
Mm-hmm. Every know. time I watch it, I'm like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched Doc Rivers go over to him last night. I'm like, I think he's older than Doc Rivers. He's more respectable than Doc Rivers, that's for I sure. I don't know. Doc came over to him, and you could tell Doc was like, dude, you're doing a great <coughs> job. Like yeah, and Degnall's like, yeah, I'm doing better than you. Everyone yeah, knows buddy. It. I'm coming for your job. Like, Doc, you should be... You should be better at this point. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good right now. He's like, I'm doing pretty good. I've only <laughs> been in G that? League. Did and you like... see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was looking it up the other day. Pop is literally double the age of Mark. Yeah, I can see that. When Pop was like a fully formed human and coach, yeah. Mark Degnall was a baby. So switch Pop and I Degnall. I still feel young. Like that's part of it. I still feel very young at heart. That's you good. are young, Mark man. feels old at heart. I can speak for him and say that he is old at heart. Do you think that if Degnault was the coach of the Spurs, he would have handled that Josh Primo situation better? All right, I got to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we won't be answering that question. <laughs> Just threw a Molotov cocktail off the window. See you, dude. Wow. At uh, Zach Terrones. Andrew's been yelling and doing a lot of high-pitched radio TV guy voice a lot more lately. Is this a bit, or are you just genuinely more worked up about the team lately? Uh, Only you can answer this question. I, I'm like my basketball feelings are coming back. Is what it is. Yeah, it's a problem though because yeah. I'm it. It's back to the fact that like I get sour after they lose games. Yeah, like, yeah, like after oh, that Heat game, you're like, man. And especially, I, here's what I will. I I do think that. I think the Thunder are going to have more national TV games the rest of the year. It's possible. Like they've you mean on- TNT flexed just the other day. Like they flexed another game into somebody's spot, and we need less Lakers games on national TV, oh which gosh, is never yeah. going to happen. But we need less of that. They also play a lot of a. Uh, oh shoot! Who was on national TV just the other day? I'm like y'all. We don't have to watch them anymore. Yeah, Suns. Yeah, a lot of Suns games where I'm like, at this point, you could flex all their games until Booker comes back. Dude, I know Phoenix, they they kind of stink right now. Well, last night would have been a pretty good Lakers game to have on national TV. Yeah, yeah, double OT. Um, yeah. Here's as we kind of move on to the next Twitter question. So this week, the Thunder play the Bulls tonight. Yep. Which is a toss-up, honestly. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm assuming it's not more than a couple points probably for Chicago. But then they play the Nets on Sunday without KD. Then they play the Pacers mm-hmm. on, I think, next Wednesday without Halliburton. Yep. So it's like there also there are some fortuitous things that are taking place that are giving the Thunder the opportunity to build some wins. But I know. they also could lose both, all three of these games. Yeah, I always have to bring myself back to the loss at Charlotte. Yes, like, or Houston, or Detroit, or any anything can happen. Or Philly on New Year's Eve. Yeah, man, I'm so impressed from last night. Still, just because they because that was the full Philly squad. They got stomped by Philly, by like, and it wasn't the full Philly squad here. No, I was, they didn't have Maxi. I was, that was like jarring on New Year's Eve. It was like, oh no. And then they go and win in Philly, and the Thunder have not been good on the road. This year, they've been terrible on the road, and so was it five and fourteen or something like that? On the road? Yeah, and to play like that in Philly and in Miami, frankly, I mean, just to I don't know, Miami was missing like a thousand guys, but still to play like that in Miami and you like give yourself a chance to win, like that's pretty great because like even that Miami team is better than Charlotte is, 
you know. Yes. Just because I have Jimmy. Um, okay. Let me see if there's any other questions. At C9 Shack, any more dream scenario in the twenty three for the twenty three draft? I don't see why not. Are we talking about the the beer? The beer. Oh yeah. Well, I mean we'll holler at our people. I don't see why not. Uh classic down to dunk question for our last question. At Cade Kolb. <laughs> If you it could, really is a if classic. You, if you could combine two non-SGA Thunder players into one, which two would make the best player? I mean, is it like Dort and Isaiah Joe? I I mean, it, he said non-SGA, so I'd just combine Trey Mann and Giddy and give like Giddy the, the twitch. The twitch, but neither one of them are really knockdown shooters yet. Um. I don't care. Okay. You give Giddy like the the dribbling twitch stuff that Trey has, it's over. Although if Isaiah Joe becomes Dort, like takes Dort's <coughs> powers, then Isaiah Joe's basically Clay Thompson. Short Clay Thompson though. Is he short? Shorter? Isaiah, yeah, he's like six, really probably six four. Oh, he looks taller than that. Ah. Mm. Uh. I don't know about that. He's he's thin Lizzie too, man. He's really thin. skinny. They have him listed at one sixty five. Oh, man. that can't be right. By the way, maybe I don't know. I haven't been one sixty five since I was fourth grade. Probably one sixty five is really. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. But yeah, I think combining. I mean, can we combine Chet <laughs> and somebody? Is that possible? Who would you want? Chet and Kenrich? Chet and Poku? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think giving Giddy just like that twitch from Trey would be ridiculous. Because yeah. he's like that away from being like a top 10 player in the league. Like if he could cross guys up and step back like that. Yeah, Isaiah Joe, six foot four. Yeah. He's a short. I mean, he's a he's a combo guard. Yeah, Clay six six, and Clay's like probably closer to like six seven. Yeah, he's giant, dude. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay's great. And that's uh, so. One final thought on probably too much talking today, and I apologize for that. But no, this the, is this is why we're here to talk. The it's encouraging for me as well to look at what looks to be a clear shift in the power in the Western Conference and really the league in general. Like yeah. If you look at the the Western Conference right now, it is wide open. And I know that there were probably times where we could look back, but it always, even when the Thunder team was starting to really ascend that first period, you always had the Spurs that were always something. And you always, there was always these kind of – and they're still there, like – you still have Denver and you got Phoenix and but it feels like if you were ready this year, this is one of those years where you would feel confident that if you got in the playoffs that you had a chance yeah. to compete for a championship. Yeah. Like there's nobody that's so terrifying by themselves. I think we no. rightly should be not concerned, but you would be nervous or con- I guess concerned is okay talking about playing this Warriors team if they come in healthy. Oh, without a doubt you would be. That's probably the only team, though. 
I mean, Denver, Denver's really good this year, but I still, they don't have the, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If I'm Denver and you're like, we have a first round series with the Golden State Warriors. You're not terrified. Oh yeah. The Nuggets are like, oh, come like, on. No, we so this hard. is what we were, yeah, for the first seed for. Yeah. I'd be petrified if I were them. Yeah. And I know the Clippers are kind of the ideal with talent, but man, they have been so underwhelming. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So I don't know, man. I it's it is one of those things that like the Thunder really have a chance in the next three years probably to be a team that's ascending in the right time. Yeah. I think Memphis is obviously the other one that Memphis is clearly tough. is there. New Orleans. New is Orleans, tough. yep. Denver's gonna be good for a long time. Yeah, the only the only question with them is they've they've built a lot of their roster around injury prone guys. Yeah. Jamal and K or not KG, uh, Michael, Michael, yeah, Michael Porter, MPJ, because yeah. they also have Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, and MPJ, MPJ. yeah, which that was like a low key, huge get for it was them. A great KCP trade. was has yeah. changed that team. He's very good. Like to replace Barton with him, they needed to like just get rid of Barton anyways. Just punt him to the moon. Punt him to <laughs> punt him to the moon. And you get like a great, like a legit, like not many guys are actually like three and D, but like KCP. KCP's great. Yeah. He'd be great on the Lakers. Him and Caruso, and all of a sudden this Lakers team is totally different. And Kuzma. Yeah. Made lots That's of, LeBron's fault. It's made lots right? of mistakes. It's a, it's a collective fault of just like, just idiots. But a lot of it is LeBron. And now he's the victim. It's exhausting. It's annoying. It's the most, I'm like so tired of the I Lakers. I hate being a Lakers fan. I'm so tired of the Lakers. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right, wait. Are you miffed and are you paved? Miff. 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 Miffed and paved. I am not really. Are you g and I am not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> if you know me at all, I, I have a pretty optimistic view of life in general yeah um and so it's hard for me and i also have really bad short-term memory <laughs> i'm like i probably was miffed and perv this week but i yeah. can't remember what it was grateful and blessed about many things yeah anything's got to you know hang out with my wife it's good <laughs> my wife my hanging wife. out no, i'm good what about you okay. uh no i mean I haven't had to replace an appliance recently. So I just thought, now that you said that. Yeah. So on, this is just a funny story. So on Tuesday, no, Monday, I get a phone call from my son. My son comes home from school. He's kind of a latchkey kid. So he gets in the garage via a code. And then once he's inside, he, you know, does whatever he wants to do. Turns the alarm off, all that stuff. Yeah. So he, he's four years old. I forgot to say that. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he calls me on FaceTime and he's like, Hey, what's the code to the garage? It's like our first day back from the longest Christmas break ever. It felt yeah, like, yeah. What's the code of the garage? I'm like, dude, I'm not going to tell like, you should know this. You've yeah. been pushing this button, you know? And so he tells me and he's got the numbers all mixed up. Yeah. I said, so try this one. And yeah. he is, he is panicking because he's on the verge of peeing himself basically. Oh no. Cause he had basketball practice and instead of going to the bathroom in the locker room on the way home, like yeah. he just waited. Yeah. And so I'm like, no, I'm not going to just open it for you. Cause we have an app that I can open it from my phone. So I make him push the code in. Don't think anything about it. Don't hear anything about it. 
get home later that day, and I open up the the door from the garage into the laundry room, and where the handle goes, there is like a substantial hole in the drywall. <gasps> then I go into the bathroom, oh, and no. the toilet seat has been split. Like, my son got home from school <laughs> with such a fierce pee on deck that he slammed the door into the wall oh, and then no. slammed the toilet seat back down. Or he was mad at me, and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> you know, and he, the good part about it for, for my son is he's, he's not naturally, like, his kind of defense mechanism is to... Oh, just my God. push blame everywhere else. You know, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't me. Yeah. Nobody's used this bathroom all day, but you, <laughs> it was not broken this morning. It's broken now, you know, but he was like, yeah, it was me. So I had to tell him like, Hey, if you were frustrated that I made you open the door, we've got to figure out different ways to express our anger. Than yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, or if you were just in like complete, I'm going to die mode. Also, go to the bathroom at school. Your five-minute walk. Or go to the side of the house. Like, the outside, bro. Like cr- yeah. <laughs> Cratered the drywall with the door. I'm like... And then the... the, the it looked like the Liberty Bell my toilet seat did. So we bought a... I like bought one of those slow... Oh, yeah, like, man. Cr- yeah. You know, so... Oh, I'm yeah. Not doing that again. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So anyway... I wouldn't even have to pee, but I was like, well, I understand. <laughs> Been there. Been there, buddy. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to our show. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.